When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Our esteemed president is traveling to the border, Buck, uh, down in El Paso, I believe over the weekend, where... It is going to have to be acknowledged what a disaster things are at the border. Um, What do you think in general is going to be... Because my theory, I'll tell you my theory, and then you tell me whether you agree or disagree with it. I think Joe Biden's going to go to the border. It's going to be impossible for the media that travels with him to ignore the disaster that is El Paso. That's why the president going to the border is such a big deal, because... Instead of just Bill Malusian at Fox News covering the entire border and somehow having essentially almost the entire border beat to himself, suddenly all of these uh, media that travel with Joe Biden are going to parachute into the border and they're going to be like, man, things are really bad down here. My theory is Joe Biden's going to go to the border and say Republicans have created this situation because they won't engage in immigration reform. He's going to put forward, he already has his little app and his speech, a series of, uh, of, of fixes to the immigration issue, which would actually in many ways make it worse. And then when Republicans reject it, he's going to blame Republicans for the situation at the border. That's how I see this playing out. Do you agree or disagree with that? Because in his mind then, takes the border off of the table and makes it, in, at least in the terms of the Democrat perspective, a Republican issue, not a Democrat. Yeah, they'll just say not they're true, not going. But I think that's his plan. This is very obvious. They're just going to say they're not going along with what the Democrats want to secure the border, and therefore they have no grand uh, ground to stand on to talk about what should happen here. I mean, just to to keep everybody up to speed on the latest efforts of Democrat propaganda, the DHS Secretary Mayorkas refused here we go clip four refused to call the situation at the border a crisis remember this 
Would you, Secretary, qualify what is happening on the border right now as a crisis? You know, uh, we um, we have seen the situation at the border uh, managed in an orderly way. We have seen it in extraordinarily challenging circumstances as well. You can rest assured, Poppy, that we're doing everything that we possibly can to build a system that provides humanitarian relief in a safe and orderly yeah. way while trying to persuade Congress to fix what is a broken system. They keep saying this broken system line. So if he danced around it there. He doesn't want to say it. It's not a crisis. It's a challenge or it's not a crisis. It's an opportunity or whatever they want to say at any given day. Clay, ultimately, they've decided that we can just have open borders through the humanitarian impulse or open borders through the asylum loophole. And there's no need then for Congress to even have to address the reality of what's going on because the system is broken because people aren't enforcing the laws that exist. I mean, a very basic one is shall detain. If you cross in the country, you shall be detained. They don't they don't detain people. They often give them bottles of water and a sandwich and say, you know, see you later. That's it. I mean, Trump was one billion percent right on the border. And I think the most concrete, devastating response that almost everyone understands, you think about it in context of a lawyer making an argument to a jury. If walls don't work, why does almost every rich person in America live behind a wall? There's almost no answer, right? Like, if walls don't work, if the walls don't provide protection, if walls don't provide security, why is one of the first things that people who are extremely wealthy do to protect themselves and their yeah, family I mean, put themselves behind a wall, behind a gate? The only talking point that I can remember uh, that was as, as stupid as defund police is walls don't work. Remember yeah. that during the, the Trump administration? Yeah. Um, and, and that didn't last that long because eventually word got out from Border Patrol members, people that do that job, who would say to anybody who would listen, oh, no, we could we could use more walls are really helpful. Walls are a really yeah. useful tool. Now, that's not the same thing as as holding it to the unrealistic goal of they're 100 percent or they solve the problem. Of course not. But, you know, you got a car, you're leaving on a on a on a dark street without great lighting. You lock your car, you're not going to lock your car. What makes it more likely to get stolen? You know, No doubt. I mean, Buck, think about it this way. How many people do you know who don't just live in a gated community? They live in a double or triple gated community. Like, that's the next level in elite, right? You go into one gate, and then there's another gate, and then there's another gate, right? Like, walls and security make things safer. It doesn't mean they're infallible. You can still always climb over it. But obstacles to... Uh, entering the country work to just uh, to stop as many people from being able to enter the country well, it, it also allows it allows for better uh, deployment of resources so that you don't have to focus as much especially in some areas I mean, if you go to if you go to el paso it, it's a city on both sides of the border right so I yeah. mean, you're, you're talking about an urban crossing environment across the border without a fence there you have no chance of being able to stop people from getting across it so anyway there's there's a lot of things they lie about when it comes to immigration, but the biggest lie the Democrats tell of all is that they want illegal immigration to stop or even be dramatically lessened because they don't. They just don't. As a party, they're an open borders party, and they lie to you about it. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. Just a quick update on the latest news. A few of the GOP holdouts have flipped and voted for McCarthy as the 12th vote is underway right now for Speaker of the House. We'll update you on that in just a little bit. But right now we've got Julie Kelly joining us, senior writer at American Greatness, her latest piece, which is posted at ClayandBuck.com, January 6th, a day that will live in alchemy uh julie appreciate you joining us uh first off you know what are you what are you thinking about today as you're going to be hearing i'm sure a lot of democrats 
uh, memorializing, commemorating this anniversary? Yes, well, um, happy Fetsurrection Day to both of you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> um, you know, look, their narrative is quickly crumbling, and I think they know that. That's why they're so desperate to lie about what happened and give out these presidential awards, which Joe Biden is doing today. Because not only is the narrative crumbling, you know, thanks to for exposing some reporting, exposing the truth, but also the weight of their own evidence, which is contained in their January 6th, their final report, the committee, and also some of these transcripts that are being released that completely contradict what these people have been saying for two years is that everyone was caught off guard. That Donald Trump incited this, quote unquote, insurrection uh, after his speech on January 6th that no one had intelligence, that no one was preparing for this. This all is a lie. And it's interesting because it's being exposed as a lie from their own body of evidence. Julie, you had a, a, a tweet thread uh, up that, that got me really fired up. The There are around, and you would probably know better than me, 900-some-odd defendants so far for January 6th. You said that the Department of Justice has made it be known that they plan on charging up to a thousand more people with violations for January 6th. And that part of the impetus for that uh, is that they now have billions of more dollars in the Department of Justice to spend, which many Republicans signed off on. Tell us what the latest is on how many more defendants there could be and what the Department of Justice is signaling about their intentions going forward. Sure. So last year, Matthew Graves, who is the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, a Biden appointee, and they are handling every January 6th case. He indicated that his office thinks that there are up to 2,000 Trump supporters, January 6th protesters, who broke the law that day. So they are going to accelerate their criminal investigation. This week, the head of the Washington, D.C. FBI field office said in a statement commemorating January 6th that their FBI investigation would go on for years. So, and they are arresting people nearly every week. I write about in my piece you talked about today, a couple from Washington who was under FBI investigation for 14 months. They interrogated coworkers. They, uh, agents looked at hours of surveillance video and body cam footage. They even got a search warrant on these on this couple's uh, cell phone devices to confirm they were inside the building on January 6th. And what are they ultimately charged with? Four low-level misdemeanors. No violent charges, no weapon charges, no attacking police, four misdemeanors. This is what they are going to continue to do throughout 2023 as they continue to expand the caseload. Um, and this is all to support the idea that Trump supporters are basically domestic terrorists. So, Julie, building off of that question, the vast majority, I would imagine, of people who've been arrested for January 6th related offenses have been arrested for taking their own photos and many of them posting them on social media as a part of that process, right? Can you ever remember more people being charged with crimes that they documented themselves? In, in other <laughs> words, if you really thought you were doing something... For everybody out there listening, and I'm, I'm curious, you too, Julie, if you really thought you were committing a crime, very few times do people record themselves or Photoshop themselves or photograph themselves, I should say, committing a crime. 
That's where most of these charges are coming from, which to me is representative of how nonviolent most of the people being charged with crimes are. That's such a great point. Yes, of course, you would never record yourself robbing a bank or doing anything legitimately illegal. You certainly wouldn't do it while there's police officers standing right there doing nothing to stop you from committing that crime. But, of course, that's the case for hundreds of American citizens uh, who are ensnared in this really destructive, retaliatory uh, investigation and prosecution by this Department of Justice. The couple I write about today walked in the Capitol building through an open door. They walked around some hallways. One of the, the woman chatted with a Capitol police officer. The man chatted with a D.C. police officer. They weren't arrested. They weren't told to leave the building. They eventually, police led them to another door where they exited didn't commit any violent crime, and yet here they are under 14 months of FBI investigation before presumably their home was raided by FBI agents, um, and then they're hauled off to court, accused of four misdemeanors, but in the process destroying their lives because the regime has successfully branded these people insurrectionists, traitors, and terrorists. We're speaking to Julie Kelly. Her book is January 6th, How Democrats Use the Capitol protest to launch a war on terror against the political right. Julie, what is the status? Because you've been one of the people uh, doing the most, I think, out there to get the word out about what's happening to J6 defendants who have been held in incredibly harsh conditions and in many cases for nonviolent crimes. What is the status of J6 defendants in what I believe you've called before the D.C. gulag system that they've been held in, including in solitary confinement? Well, the situation is a little more fluid than it was, say, a year ago when we first started reporting on it. Really, I guess now almost two years. Um, Because you have people who have been sentenced or agreed to plea deals, and they are then transferred to a permanent prison outside of the D.C. gulag. At the same time, you have defendants who have been held under pretrial detention who are now being moved to the D.C. Gulag because every trial is taking place in Washington, D.C. My guess, Clay and Buck, is that there are roughly 100 people behind bars right now, either under pretrial detention orders, which means they've been denied bail or bond, or because they have been sentenced um, for either a plea deal or conviction by a judge or a jury. Um, and so this is the sort of caseload, though, that DOJ wants to expand, right? They want more people in prison. They want more people in the D.C. gulag. They are political prisoners because we've never seen this happen before in the United States. Julie, do, do we get the sense that Republicans eventually, by the way, 12 people have flipped towards McCarthy out of the 20. So it's going to be very close in this 12th vote uh, as to whether or not he's going to be the speaker. Um, maybe he's not going to get there, but it seems like he's going to be the speaker eventually. When Republicans take back the House, uh, obviously the Senate not going to happen. But do you get the sense now that we're through the midterm election that some Republicans may start to take note of what's happening to the January 6th defendants? Or do you think many Republicans are still going to just turn their back on these people and pretend that these abuses of Department of Justice power are not happening? I think many will continue to turn their backs, and that includes Kevin McCarthy. And one reason why is because they bought into the insurrection narrative early on. You will recall that Kevin McCarthy called it an insurrection from the House floor. 
and he said Donald Trump was partially to blame. Well, now that we know what we thought we saw on January 6th is not actually the truth, that there was a lot of operations and machinations behind the scenes for months before what happened that day, they have too much buy-in. So they're not going to come back now and say, oh, this was really looked like mostly an inside job and we're going to figure out what happened. I was encouraged, though, by a House Republican report um, that was uh, authored by Jim Jordan and Jim Banks and a few others that looked at the security, I believe intentional security failures on January 6th. They got some interesting records, including that of Paul Irving, who was the House Sergeant-at-Arms responsible for securing the Capitol. I'm hoping, though, that that report is a start um, instead of, well, here we looked at it and now we're done examining January 6th. That can't be because we know there's so much more to find out, so many unanswered questions. And the people who, innocent Americans who are having their lives destroyed by this criminal prosecution, they deserve most of all to find out what the government was doing, what it was responsible for, uh, so they can clear their names and and get the actual truth out. Julie, what is your opinion of the Ray Epps uh, controversy, the Ray Epps situation? Um, I just think it's fascinating to read his transcript and see how people like Adam Kinzinger basically act as his defense attorney, uh, you know, asking these leading questions where he could sort of claim his innocence, which, of course, he, you know, as far as we know, he is innocent. It doesn't, he says numerous times he was not working for a federal agency. That doesn't mean he wasn't working for some other interest group. Um, but what's interesting to me, two things, the, the text that he sent to his family that said he helped orchestrate what happened, which is the same sort of text or message that's been used as evidence against January 6ers. But also, it looks like he was on restricted grounds for at least an hour, not to mention the fact that he was involved in the first physical breach of the exterior uh, perimeter of Capitol grounds. But then he was on technically restricted grounds for over an hour. Now, there are several people who didn't go inside the building who faced criminal charges for being on restricted grounds. So it's just unclear why Ray Epps not only has been defended by January 6th propagandists, but remains uncharged to this day last question for you julie you've been pretty adamant that you believe donald trump is going to be charged uh in relation to these investigations what do you think the time frame on that would be um yeah because i was having an interesting conversation recently where um my fear and and i'm curious whether you would agree with this and buck and i have talked about this some is that instead of trying to knock donald trump out of the running for the republican nomination that the calculus is actually to charge him closer to the primary season and count on Republicans rallying around him and then getting him the nomination. In other words, I don't think that Democrats want to knock Donald Trump out of contention for the presidency. I think they want Joe Biden to run against Trump again because they think that they will beat him again. And if that were true, then the timing to indict him would actually be like, you know, August or September of this year if they were going to indict him. What do you think and what do you expect? I think that's such an interesting angle. It's honestly not one I've thought about until you guys brought it up, I think, during our last interview. But it makes a lot of sense. So the idea that they don't want Donald Trump to run, you know, they say insurrection and he's disqualified uh, because he was involved in this insurrection, um, that very well could be. 
that uh, they are signaling something other than what they really want. Yeah, and the reason why I mean that, Julie, is they got involved in every primary that they could in 2022 to pick people who had defended Trump because they thought they were weaker candidates. I think they're trying to cut down Trump to make him a weaker candidate, but they actually want him as the nominee. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And to your point, then the indictment will probably be, you know, at summertime or after after summer. I actually thought it would be happening. I thought it already would have happened by now. But I think the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the classified documents investigation, now the appointment of a special counsel uh, has just intentionally delayed uh, what I think is the inevitable. Julie Kelly of American Greatness. Julie, thanks for being with us. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. My friends, join me in giving the gift of life to an unborn child. I work at the Preborn Pregnancy Clinics, a nationwide nonprofit organization with clinics in many cities where the number of abortions is very high. They place their clinics there on purpose so they can introduce an alternative to abortion to a pregnant mom making a huge decision, and that's the decision whether to give life to her unborn child. The team at Preborn Pregnancy Clinics offer a free ultrasound to expectant mothers. Once that mother meets their child for the first time in this way, they often change their decision and choose life. Every ultrasound and all the loving care received at each clinic is underwritten by donations from you, the pro-life community. One ultrasound is $28 or $140 helps to rescue five babies' lives. Right now, through a match, your gift is doubled. 100% of your gift goes to saving babies and all gifts are tax deductible. To donate securely, pick up your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. You'll be able to make a life-saving donation that way. That's pound 250 and say baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K sponsored by Preborn. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. We head to Washington, D.C. right now where there is reportedly about to begin a 13th vote to determine who the Speaker of the House is going to be. Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy seems to be in line to be Speaker. He has gained 14 more votes in the 12th round of voting. Among those votes, Anna Paulina Luna, a newly erect, uh, elected congressperson from the state of Florida. Uh, thank you for joining us. You flipped your vote what happened to encourage you that Kevin McCarthy was the right choice, uh, Anna? And thanks for joining us. Yes, of course. Thanks for having me back on. And to be clear, I'm actually still here talking to you guys from the cloakroom on the floor. But my vote hinges on basically making these negotiations in good faith. So right now, there is a framework for negotiation that changes the very foundation in which Congress functions. And this uh, negotiation that we're working on will essentially outlive every single person in this legislative body. And when I came here and on the campaign trail, I told thousands of people, um, I heard their concerns, and I understand how the system is fundamentally broken. There is way too much power consolidated into the hands of the speaker. And so one of my first terms for my vote would be bringing back the Jeffersonian motion to vacate the chair, which allows any one member at any time or any place to bring a motion to the floor to the remove of the speaker. And that's huge. That's an accountability that Nancy Pelosi removed from Congress when she decided that she 
essentially wanted to consolidate the very dangerous power into her position as speaker. Um, that is an offer that is on the table from Kevin McCarthy. But there are many more changes. I can't get into the details of those changes because, again, my vote hinges on making these negotiations in good faith. And so what you are going to see is something that the American people deserve to see. We owe them this discussion and this dialogue, and you're seeing that play out in real time. It is historic, as this is, I think, one of the first times in 100 years that this has happened. But please understand that we would not be shifting unless we really did feel that this was monumental. And I do advise everyone today, tonight actually, to watch Tucker Carlson as Representative Thomas Massey is going to be going onto his show talking about uh, what we are in negotiations with. So we are going to continue to work on this. Again, um, nothing is going to change. I do believe that we are still going to be going back out to, onto the floor, but this is monumental, and I hope that the American people trust that we are actually fighting to change this institution and the way that it functions and to empower the American people over big government. Hey, Anna, it's Buck, and I appreciate you you joining us, and we've been meaning to get you on during this this whole, uh, I've been calling it a, a, a ruckus, but it's fine, you know, this is democracy, it's playing out, uh, whatever, however people want to describe the back and forth over the speaker's, uh, the speaker's chair. I think it's important that this gets done the right way, and I like the transparency, I like people are focused in on it. You said you can't tell us what's on the table, but what about the things that have already been reported on, for example... Uh, things like uh, how many uh, how many seats people get on different committees, things like that. I mean, can you just can you give us a, a little more of a sense? I mean, you, you've made some compelling uh, broad points about how this will change the institution. We had already seen reporting about a va- uh, motion to vacate the chair from one individual. Is there anything else though you can just tell us that is at issue here? Because it's sounding more like this is about Congress and less about Kevin McCarthy. Is that fair? Um, I would have to say, yes, this is about restoring the hands into the power of the representatives and really ensuring that the legislative body represents all ideologies, not just um, a a mainstream. I guess I don't want to say mainstream, but it doesn't just represent maybe um, a, a less conservative voice. So one of the biggest. I guess, shocks that I had when I got to Washington is I found that the rules committee actually controls all the legislation that hits the floor. And so you can't just bring a bill to the floor and then call for a vote. And that's incredibly important because if you have a bill that you think might be great on behalf of the American people and those people on that committee don't agree with it, it doesn't go to the floor. And so we've asked to diversify the conference. I can tell you that I haven't asked for anything um, that I actually have been focusing more or less on how do we decentralize power so that we avoid what's happening in the House versus what's happening in the Senate with McConnell. Anna, there's been reports that President Trump has reached out to lobby on behalf of Kevin McCarthy. Has he reached out to you? Do you know if he has called any of the other holdouts uh, to try to make the case that McCarthy makes the most sense? You know, I think President Trump, um, he respects our our opinions individually, and he trusts us to make the correct decisions. And remember, there are people um, who represent different districts that um, their people don't want them to vote for McCarthy. And those people are not rhinos. They're not, you know, not patriots. And I think that it's important to note that the media has really tried to use this 
to divide the American people, to divide the House of Representatives. But I want everyone listening to this to understand this entire time and really since November, we have been in discussions the entire time. Um, unfortunately, there was a little bit of a communications breakdown, but that has been reestablished. This is in good faith. And this will move forward, and that's where we really need to be. I can also tell you that I think President Trump wants, wants what's best or what's best for the American people, and you're seeing that play out in real time. And so what you will see is transformative change. I have nothing but faith in this, and we have to let the process work out. And you know what? This is how Congress is supposed to function. I think it's funny when people think, you know, oh, my gosh, Congress is up there. They're on C-SPAN. You know, they're having discussions. That's what we're supposed to do. And so I'm really glad because, you know, for two years with COVID, this didn't happen. Um, But this also hasn't happened in 100 years. So we need the dialogue. The American people deserve it. And, you know, um, leadership needs to be held accountable, especially because of how things have gone over the last few decades. We're speaking to Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna of uh, from the state of Florida. And uh, Anna, assuming the Speaker's situations, uh, that the Speaker of the House is chosen here in short order, which looks likely to be the case based on the trend in the voting, top of the agenda this year, Clay and I have been talking about how we don't have the Senate, we don't have the presidency, obviously, but there are some things that the Republican House can do um, and given the principles you're laying out there and the agenda that you would like to see, what should what should be done? What can be done? I can tell you that what I want to see and, and what this can bring to the table is something that it doesn't matter who the speaker is because it will allow the body to function in a different way that it has been done before. My goals right now for, you know, what we need to do is we need to look into what's really happening with the weaponization of the federal government against the American people. Um, wh- what is going on with the corruption that has existed in this house for far too long to where, you know, you have agencies like the FBI being used against the American people. I mean, why is it that there is a du- double standard that exists with Republic or Republicans and Democrats where you have Democrats or people in office for example, the Hunter Biden laptop, I mean, all of these things are questions the American people deserve. But I also understand that right now Senate is controlled by Democrats, um, that the White House is controlled by Democrats. And so right now in this Congress, what we will have a chance and an opportunity to do is to show the American people um, what's really happening to get them answers, but also to to set the floor and to set the stage for 2024. And that is exactly what we're doing right now, because in 2024, we do need to take back the White House. And I want to remind everyone listening that when we had the House, the Senate and the executive branch, that there were still things that President Trump um, was not able to get done. And it was because Congress was working against them, a Republican Congress. And with this being in place, I just I don't think that that will be the case anymore because we will absolutely have an equal say in everything coming to the floor. Anna, do you think that we'll have a speaker today? Um, or if not today, when do you think this thing may be resolved? Um, I, I can't put a timeline on it, but what I can tell you is that, again, um, these negotiations are in good faith and in talks. And as this transpires and as this goes through, ultimately what we need to do is we need to make sure that we are um, that we are just keeping the American people as informed as we can. And so 
I, I don't want to put a timeline on it, but what I will say is that, you know, we can operate in good faith, but if what we have on the table, if it's not followed through with, um, then again, I, I reserve the right to, to change my vote because I'm not just voting for a person. I'm voting to actually change the institution, and that's what matters to me. It's not personal, but this is very serious, and I do believe, and as you'll hear, I think tonight from um, Representative Massey on Tucker Carlson, this is probably the transformative change that maybe only comes once, you know, in our time. And I think that this will outlast, again, if, if we continue with these negotiations, any member of Congress that is here today. Anna, Anna Polina Luna, Congress, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate talking to you as always. Thank you. Bye. Well, there you go. Clay, to be making some, uh, some sweeping big uh, proclamations about how things could go here. I'm hoping that it is as great as it could be. I think I will be surprised if we're back on Monday and the official speakerdom is not in the the gavel is not in the hands of Kevin McCarthy based on the trajectory right now and where they need to go. I'm very curious to see what these the full scope of what the negotiations are that she was just mentioning. Gun owners, you know how expensive ammo is these days. It's gone up some 20 percent or more per year recently. And if you want to keep your training up at the range, it's just getting really expensive to do so and just to enjoy yourself at the range all the time. There's a great new alternative to keeping your skills sharp. It comes from Mantis X. This is a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy, and it's the way now that many of the best shooters do the majority of their training. It's called dry fire practice, and you can do it from home. The Mantis X attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. It gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using the Mantis X. This product is now being used by the U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X, MantisX.com. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? 
It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. 13th vote for speaker currently underway. And two more of the holdouts have now flipped to uh, McCarthy. So I believe as we are rolling through right now, we are down to five. Five, maybe it's still six. Again, as, uh, as we track... And the number that he actually needs is in flux a bit because some Republicans are right now out of the chambers and they're talking about getting back. He Typically, you would need 218 uh, out of 435, one more than uh, than the, the majority would require. But with some Republicans out, maybe 217 is in play for him to be speaker, maybe 216, depending on how exactly the math works out. So again... For those of you out there that have been keeping track, watching this with bated breath, Kevin McCarthy is an overwhelming favorite uh, to become the speaker. Fifteen Republicans so far uh, have changed their votes for McCarthy, um, and uh, we will see exactly who can be in the chamber and who cannot. They're trying to close it out tonight. Uh, Buck, I saw this and I thought it was interesting. New poll coming out. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of these Republican leaders? These are Republican voters. Ron DeSantis, plus 82. 88 favorable, 6% negative. Greg Abbott, 72 favorable, 8 negative. Net 64. Trump, 72-15. Trump's favorability ratings in the Republican Party have been among the most important part of his appeal. I think he was up around 96-97% at one point. His current favorability, just 72. Do you buy that Trump has taken a hit 
in the Republican Party of late, or do you think this poll is out of whack? Look, you and I both know that there are people who are frustrated with Trump who are Trump voters. I'm not talking about never Trumpers. I'm not talking about people that you know make a living or even support those who make a living going on CNN pretending to be Republicans when all they do is the bidding of Democrats. You and I both know a lot of people who are two-time Trump voters who are frustrated at this point with what they've recently in particular seen. But that doesn't mean, and this is the thing about Trump as a candidate and as a political force, you just don't know. Um, so has, has he dropped a little bit right now? I could see that. You know, are, are there some other candidates that people are thinking about on the Republican side more seriously than they have in the past? I would, I would think so. The data certainly all, the polling data all supports that, but it's January of 2023. You know, there's a lot of time between now and when this stuff really starts to matter. I mean, it's basically a little over a year, right? Before people are going to start casting ballots in the primary and so the thing about trump is you just never know uh and and i think that right now you know that this is so early in the process that it's hard to take anything from this other than we're in like the first inning of a nine inning of a nine inning game do you think we we had julie kelly on earlier and it's the two-year anniversary of january 6th and i would say The one thing that I think is a massive benefit of Republicans dragging out their speaker vote is it's really kind of killing the idea that you'd spend much time talking about January 6th because the usual suspects are all tracking Republican votes. And I actually think it would be kind of funny if they came out and said, yeah, you know, we just decided to drag out the speaker vote so Democrats couldn't celebrate January 6th. Like somebody can go on television and say that. It's not true, I don't think, but it, it does kind of undercut their narrative. Julie Kelly has been aggressive in the fact that she believes Trump is going to get indicted. I think that they are going to indict Trump still in 23. Do you think that's going to happen? I mean, you did bet yeah, I did me lose that, bet. Hunter, yes. that Hunter Biden was going to be indicted last year. And as we all know, Hunter Biden has not been indicted. Yes, so I still think they're both going to get indicted this year. I take my steak medium rare. Um, I, I think that the Trump indictment call, it, it's so funny because, not funny, haha, but sort of odd, um, because the likelihood of Trump being indicted really turns upon, I think, the political calculation around it more so than the legal one. I, this is, anytime you're talking about indicting a former president, there's going to be a lot of politics involved in that decision. But when you have a likely presidential contender again and former president, Obviously, on uncharted territory, don't know, have no real historical uh, precedent for this, have nothing even close to a historical precedent for this. And so I think it'll be it'll determined it'll be determined by what the Democrats believe is in their best political interests more so than anything else. And I do also think that the, the theory that the Dem- look, I believe you and I have agreed on this the whole time. It's not a change. I think Democrats want to run against Trump. Yes. Um, now. For anyone who gets annoyed hearing that or that frustrates them, that doesn't mean they're right. It doesn't mean Trump can't win. They it just wanted means to run against him that, in 16. That's right. That's exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. They thought that they were going to kick his butt in 2016. So I'm not saying that they're right. I'm merely saying, and I do know Democrats and I do talk to them, they want Trump as a candidate yes. against Biden. 
because that nullifies in their minds the Biden is too obviously too old and everything. Because, you know, Trump's kind of too old, too. It'll be 78 versus 82, I believe, if Trump and Biden ran against each other in 2024. Their respective ages, 78 right. and 82. So it's hard to be like, 82 is too old, but 78 is perfect. But, you know, the, the, to the, to the point about the rallying effect you made with Julie Kelly, let's say that they do do the indictment against Trump, I don't know, next summer or something like that, yeah. right? You know, right before, right before the, uh, you know, the, the end of summer, they were to indict Trump. There could be a rallying effect and they might think to themselves, Oh, well, great. Now we get to run against Trump. But what if that rallying effect is so powerful because of people's outrage at what's so obviously a partisan game the Democrats are playing? that all of a sudden Trump is a more formidable candidate than they faced since 2016. You know, so they can't know exactly how this plays out either, um, which makes me think that, you know, they're they're going to have to take a wait and see approach to this. I want to say they it's Merrick Garland. But does anybody believe that Merrick Garland wouldn't talk to now? I know they have this special counsel, right? Jack Smith. Yeah. And so Jack Smith is the, but Jack Smith has to, it's kind of this game everybody plays. Jack Smith has to refer the charges to Merrick Garland is the way this ends. So it ends up being a Merrick Garland decision. And I don't care what anybody says, Merrick Garland's going to talk to, to Joe Biden about it. That's just yeah. reality. And the, the one little thing that I would put in your back, back of your mind out there is I think they want Trump to be indicted. Because I think they believe that makes Trump more likely to be the nominee. I understand there are some of you out there that say, oh, they want to indict Trump so he's not selected. No, no, I think they want to run against Trump. What if Biden pardoned Trump? Oh, I've what thought if, about that. I thought yeah, this was a possibility all Garland, Oh, yeah. Merrick Garland indicts him, and then Joe Biden comes out. And I think it could be a genius political move because then he basically, like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, if you want to be the nominee, you be the nominee for the better angels of America. I am pardoning Donald Trump, and I want to run against him. I think he might smoke Trump if he did that. Well, then then it turned, do you, I guess he would do that before they would actually put him to trial. So if the charges come out, yes. he, could, he could pardon him before. But then you would still have the entire media calling Trump the, the convicted felon. I don't know. I feel like I mean, yeah. Well, I guess I'm, I'm sorry, not not the convicted part- felon, but they would they would call yeah, him a felon indicted, one way or the other. Indicted felon. Yeah. I think it would be a brilliant political stroke for Biden that might sweep him into the election. Yeah, see, I always think with Democrats, ruthless but not brilliant. That's how I now ruthless I get it. gets it done a lot of the time. I get it. Brilliant and, and look, not so much for that. I think what could happen is Democrats, Biden's going to have to announce Buck in like February or March at the latest. I think he's going to run. That's one that I think you were right. I thought that he would get beat badly in the midterms. I think one of the benefits of the midterm is it made it more likely Biden's going to run. I think Biden's a weak candidate. So if Biden runs and if he announces, I think that DeSantis is going to wait till the very last moment to get in this race. So Democrats are basically buckling in Joe Biden as the nominee. If you ended up with 82-year-old Joe Biden running against like 45-year-old Ron DeSantis, that has to be the largest age gap we've ever seen in the history of presidential elections. I think DeSantis would smoke him. I don't think it would be remotely close. DeSantis has a lot of flaws as a candidate. I'm not saying he's perfect. Every candidate has flaws. But I think that age difference would be impossible to overcome, whereas I think Biden against Trump, to your point, 
I think Biden being 82 doesn't matter. So I think Democrats have to be careful that they don't lock themselves in with a candidate that they're planning on running against Trump and then Republicans shift the script and change their nominee. Yeah, I also think the window is closing for a Biden replacement uh, in in the nominee, you know, for the Democrats to be the nominee. Yeah. Other than Kamala. I, I think it, you're, you're getting closer and closer to point here where I still think it is going to be Biden, as we all know. And I've said that for a long time now. Could be wrong. But it's either going to be Biden or Kamala. I don't. I don't see this other. Uh, the other options we thought about with each passing month. Now I think it just becomes more to, more of an inevitability that it has to be one of the one of the two. And I still think Biden ends up being the guy who does it. Uh, so that it's going to be the story of twenty three. That's going to be the big story of twenty three. So that's where we're going. If your business has five or more employees, you made it through COVID, time to get hooked up because you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not a loan, no payback, just a refund of your taxes. How do you get your business's refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. They're tax attorney, specialist, little-known payroll tax refund program. They do all the work, no charges up front. They just share a percentage of the cash they get back with you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, and even those that had increases in sales. Teams that get refunds already returned over a billion dollars to businesses. They can help you as well. Go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me. Answer a few questions. Payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. No risk. High rewards. GetRefunds.com. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. 
you stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 